This is Takeaway Only, a podcast about the hospitality industry in crisis. I'm Howie Kahn, and these are the stories of the people who take care of you. Today's guests are Javier and Arlene Barzola, a father and daughter who have steered their family business through a pandemic in one of the most vulnerable places in the country. They did it with dignity and with grace, and maybe with the help of an angel. Coming up, the incredible story of Barzola East Elmhurst. We're back tomorrow with an all-new guest. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Stay tuned now for Javier and Arlene. I have two restaurants. Uh, in total, we have like five. So uh, one in Jackson Heights, this one in East Amherst, one in Brooklyn, and two in Florida. So uh, one thing, I'm a chef. I'm the owner. I grew up in the kitchen with my father and my mother. So um, that's, that's a basic thing for me. My employees, they say they don't, don't want to work. Some of them got sick. I said, hey, boys, I don't feel well. I can come to work. All my waiters, nobody wants to work. So I told my wife and my kids, we got to do this, you know. I'm going to be the kitchen, and you, you guys are going to be on the floor. And my other son is going to be driving deliveries. So that's how we start. That's why we, we didn't close this, this location. The one in Brooklyn, we have to close because my, my chef, they got sick. And the other ones, they don't want to work. So I have a lady like 55, 55. She's working with me for a long time. She's like, hey, Javier, I don't want to get sick. I'm too old for this. My husband, he got cancer. And I'd rather stay home for a few weeks. I said, don't worry. It's fine. So I make a meeting with all the employees. I said, listen, we're going to close. We're going to close maybe for three weeks, for maybe a month. So everybody was, all right. So the people who wants to work, I, I told them, you wanna drive from Brooklyn to Queens? I, no, it's no problem for me. So they came, they came to, to this location in Queens. And that's, that's why I didn't close. Because whoever wants to work, those are open. And now everybody, everybody was like, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. They were tested. No COVID-19. Okay, you're welcome. So right now, like, everybody's calling. My, my daughter, hey, Arlene, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to work. So now everybody's, like, getting on their schedules. So this is your family business. How old is the restaurant? Okay, this location's two years. But we've been in business since 1987. More than 30 years. Were your parents in the restaurant business, too? Yes, they are the ones who just who start the business. But right now, my mom passed away last year, and my father, he's still, you know, he's, he's not working anymore, but he's in the restaurant, you know, checking, checking the food, the taste. So were you, guys, were you guys busy doing delivery? Did you get a lot of orders? Yes, we're doing deliveries through Uber. We, we do have, you know, by bike. If we have a lot, so we have Uber, and we have like two or three people doing deliveries. My bike and one of and my son is doing by far. We we have on uh, Monday to Friday we got uh, we have our lunch special, uh, ten dollars plus tax. We make the soup, the rice. Uh, it could be the rice could be uh, chicken stew. The soup could be uh, uh, 
a chicken soup, fish soup. We make two types of soup and two types of rices. So people can choose from, from seafood, meat, or chicken. So in that, plus that, we, we add a, um, a, a 12 ounces of juice. And people, yes, we have our regular menu. Uh, they want a, a shrimp cocktail, fish cocktail. We have encebollado, very popular from our country. What's the, what's the neighborhood been like in East Elmhurst? Are there people on the street? Are you, is, is it very quiet? Do you know people who have been sick? Have any of your staff members been sick? Um, one of my staff members, yes, they were sick. Um, the, the street are quiet. There's not too, too many people outside, like, for the past two weeks. But now, now I see, like, more people on the street, like, like this week. But the weeks before, no. Oh, Mother's Day. Mother's Day, I thought it was going to be quiet, but it was like a regular Sunday. Really, it's only deliveries. People calling, calling, calling. The phone never stopped. People making line outside. They've been waiting for a food for an hour, hour and a half, two hours. But we were, we were very busy. We try to do our best, but sometimes people they're hungry. I don't know where they where they coming from, but there's a lot of a lot of orders. <laughs> How at what point did people start coming back to work? Like, and because at the beginning you were just working with you know your family. So at what point did other people start coming in and start feeling comfortable enough? Uh, like about a month, in a month. We were in a month from May a.m. from May to eight, twelve hours, twelve hours. My son, he's he's eighteen. He's like that. I'm tired, you know. From for me, from May to eight, it's too much. I can't handle. I said, listen, you gotta wait, cause until I get my deliveries by my, my guys. He's like, what that? I I don't I don't like this. Too many hours. I said, listen, when I was your age, on the weekend. I start from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And not doing deliveries in the kitchen. Washing dishes, cooking, helping my dad, you know. But he's like, he's like, when everything gets straight, let's see. Maybe I can help you like three, four hours. But I got to go to school. <laughs> you guys decided to start cooking for the hospital too, for Elmhurst Hospital, where things got pretty bad. Who, who paid for those meals? And, and how, how, what did you cook? How did you get it over there? Okay, so, uh, Arlene, Arlene. So basically, um, they're like an organization. They have um, they have something organized where donors uh, they donate food. I mean, they donate uh, money, and then the donors pay for the food, and we uh, deliver seventy meals. And uh, you know, the meals we get to pick whatever we want, whatever we want to deliver. So we decided to do um, the soup with the rice and the juice, and here and there we threw in like a dessert. Um, and we delivered the 70 meals to the hospital. This past week, we actually got New York Presbyterian Queens. So we, we did a delivery to them. Uh, but the other weeks, we've been getting Elmhurst Hospital. So the last delivery we did, I think, was on, on Wednesday. On Wednesday. So, yeah, we're working with them little by little. Uh, you know, it's all, it's all community. You know, the, the people donate. We will uh, deliver the food. And they're the ones who organize everything. And what's that organization called? I think it's frontline foods. Frontline foods. That's re- that's really cool. Is it important to you guys to help feed, you know, the first responders and the people in your community who are are, are working on the healthcare issues? Well, yes, actually, um, this 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 lady was the one who reached out to me through Instagram, and uh, I saw it as a great opportunity because going to the hospital, we see people, you know, getting out of the hospital, 
they wear like double face masks and they have like a shield to cover their face and um you know just just seeing them and seeing how they come out and when they receive the food they're very grateful they say thank you so much um the food looks great everything looks so good and then here and there they will send us pictures of them eating and, and you know it just makes us feel good to see that the people in the hospital are enjoying our food the, the food that we make for the hospital we're trying to give something traditional from our country so they, they can have the taste like like this week we make a, a a beef soup, beef, uh, we call it caldo de bola, bola. There's like green platen inside, uh, there's like uh, meat, and the, the, the soup has a, like a, a little bit of, of peanuts, blend, we, we blend the peanuts, we put tomato, uh, we put a uh, potato, cassava, corn, and I saw the, I saw the uh, a lady uh, from, from the hospital, she's like, oh my God, Thank you for, 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 for bringing some, some delicious food. This is the first time I'm trying something that I like. Very, very, very traditional. When you guys first heard the news of, of COVID-19 and there were news reports that restaurants would have to close down, was your immediate thinking, like, no way we're closing down, we're going to figure it out? Or was it, you know, a feeling that our business is, is very vulnerable and this could be the end of something that, you know, your parents started? Uh, yes, I got scared. I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Who's going to pay rent? All the money that we invest in the business, we, we still have debts. And my daughter told me, hey dad, we're not closing. I said, who's, who's going to pay for the food if nobody's working? She's like, don't worry, let's try. So she told me, we got to work, we got to work. So first day, I got scared. I went in the kitchen with, with a helper. That's it. We do the one shift, we sell not much, but she's like, just wait. So first week, second week, third week, fourth week, like every week was picking up, picking up, picking up. But right now it's like, it's like everybody knows we cannot go inside the restaurant, only take out, but people are coming. Not like, like every often, like to waste a lot of money, but we feel like comfortable because we supply food. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of restaurants that are closed. So I, I feel happy because uh, people come and when we do deliveries, they tip the guys $5, $3, $6. Even for Mother's Day, 30 bucks, $20 for delivery tips. So they're like, they're, they're happy because we're still open. I, I think what hit us the most was that like before COVID-19, um, we weren't really like focused on the deliveries. We were more, you know, taking people in our, our, our restaurant was more with customer service, like inside the restaurant. It wasn't much of deliveries. And since we only have like two years open, um, you know, we, we didn't have that much of the people around here that asked for food. But like once, once we saw how bad it was affecting the restaurant, we started making flyers so that we can go leave around the houses around here. So, you know, people started, there's, we got like new customers, customers that didn't even know that, you know, we were open yet. And um, it was because of the flyers and because we started um, using our Instagram to promote more pictures. And uh, we started, you know, gaining more, more attention through Instagram as well as through our neighborhood due to the flyers and stuff that we were handing out. And people started, you know, oh, well, what kind of food do you guys have or what kind of food do you guys sell? Because a lot of places closed down. So they didn't know, you know, that we were even open. So they asked what food we sell, um, what, kind of, what kind of food we prepare, what do we have on our menu? And, you know, little by little, it got a little bit better. 
And you guys were supposed to open a, a new restaurant mid-March as well in Long, in Long Island City? Yes, that was one of my brothers, yes. yes well, they, they couldn't open because of the, of the COVID-19. So how, do, how does it work in your family? There's several brothers and each of the brothers runs a different group yes. of the restaurants? Yes, it's like five brothers, one sister. Like the four brothers, uh, one is in Florida, Giovanni. He has like two places. So Junior, he has one place in Jackson Heights and have another brother, Renee. Sometimes he helps because he's doing, he's an electrician. But yes, like whoever wants to open, you know, another franchise, that, that runs in the family, you know. And it's all under your family's name. Yes. Barzola, Barzola is our last name. Right, of course. Where in Florida are the, are the two restaurants? Uh, there's one in Miami, close to the airport. And there's another one in Pembroke Pines. Do you think people will be ready to come into restaurants soon? I mean, I know that's, that hasn't been approved in New York. And when it does, there will be social distancing. I think yes, yes. But um, I'm also thinking like the restaurant, my place is not that big, not, not as small. The capacity is like 120. So I might have to put like partitions, move tables, probably reduce it up 40 or 50 capacity, you know? Your restaurants look, they look really fun. I mean, you have live music, you have karaoke, you have a lot of parties. Yes, yes, we do, yes. When, when all of this started, we were actually, um, we just started with a DJ. Uh, we started with a DJ uh, Friday nights. Uh, we had live music. We were going to have live music for Saturday nights as well, you know, meanwhile people eat. And then we heard on the news that all of this was happening and that restaurants weren't going to be able to accept people coming in anymore. And, you know, we were, we were promoting it through the page and we were saying, you know, we're going to have live music and people were uh, direct messaging us through Instagram. And then uh, came Sunday. That was the last day that I think Sunday was the last day that we were open, like to actually have people inside. And everybody was asking, like, where's the DJ? Where's the DJ? And, you know, we had to cancel him. Uh, we canceled him ahead of time before all of this happened. We had to cancel him and people were like, no, but we, you know, we came here because uh, you guys said that you were going to have a DJ today. And you guys said that there was going to be music today. And, you know, we had to say sorry and everything, but because of, because of everything that's happening, you know, we can't have too many people inside and we couldn't really have a DJ there that way. Do you guys believe that all your restaurants are going to make it through COVID-19? You guys are going to survive? We, I, I think, yes. Uh, you know, uh, first, uh, we have to pray for God, you know, to help us, give us help. And also, after that, uh, I think yes, because um, we are very popular in the com uh, Ecuadorian community. What do you want people around the world to know about you, you know your restaurant in Queens, New York, during this time, and what you guys have done to survive? Uh, we we work very hard. Like uh, there were like days that I was scared. Like if I get sick, I'm gonna survive. My family, but yes, it's, it was very tough. Arlene, my daughter, she's, she's like, like my, my, somebody like push, push, come on, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, come on, don't, don't, don't close, don't close, so she was like, even though she don't cook, but she managed the floor, the, 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 the schedule for the people, so I was like, we gotta get more people, like, for deliveries, because just one car is not enough. Arlene, how long have you worked in the business for? Um, I started working when we opened two years ago. 
uh, before that, prior to that, I had no, ex no experience at all. Uh, so basically, when we opened here was when I started getting my experience and when I started learning, you know, how to interact with people because I used to be a really shy person. <laughs> so I started learning how to interact with people, uh, how to manage the floor, uh, how to uh, treat the customers and how to give the best customer service that I get. But you've been around it your entire life. I mean, you grew up in your family's restaurants, I would guess. Yes, I've been around it my entire life. But I just never, I just never thought that this was going to be for me. And it's really deeply a part of you, it sounds like. You really care. Yes, it is. <laughs> the survival of these places. Will you, have, will you have your own outpost of Barzola one day? Um, in the future, yes. I, I Well, a uh, restaurant is very hard uh, to manage. It's a lot of work. It has a lot of different, you know, like, you have to have a lot of experience in order for you to, to, for you to uh, survive in one. Um, I don't know how to cook. I would have to learn how to cook or, you know, to, to find out how I can do with the kitchen aspect of it. But I think in the future, I would consider. How will COVID-19 change the way you guys do business in the future? I think we, in order for us to maximize profit, we'd have to, you know, focus more on the deliveries because uh, based on all of this, I realized that we, we didn't have that many customers uh, from deliveries. I think day to day we would have more people sitting down here and eating, but you know, this helped me realize that there, this whole section that we're in right now, there's a lot of people that don't know us yet. And that's, that's not really a good thing because you know, this is where we are and we have customers like a mile down, but we don't have customers like down the block. So I think this really helps us to, to focus more on our social media and it helps us to focus more on our deliveries and, and pickups. Can you tell me about the, the logo for your restaurant? I, I see it in the back and I've seen it on your menus. It looks like it's an angel with a plate, but, uh, but I, I'd love to know more about where that comes from and what that's about. Our logo, uh, that was my father's. When he started doing business, uh, he wanted to do business card. My father came to this country like 1985, 87, 85. So um, he went to a place to make a business card. He was like 45, he don't know English. So the lady told him, which logo you want? He's like, what is that? Any logo, any representation that you want for your business? He's like, don't worry, just put my name, the phone number, and that's it. So the lady, the lady said, um, I'm gonna give you something for you to carry. Uh, it's gonna be like a gift. She gave, she gave the logo to my father. Since that day, he never changed. <laughs> we tried to change the logo. He's like, no. The lady gave it to me for life. <laughs> and I'm going to have it until I die, you know? When I'm not here, you can do whatever you want. You can put anything. But from now and on, you keep the logo. So we always we keep that because that was like a gift, you know, like something that he, the lady gave it to my father. So we never changed that. It was a sign of generosity. Can you describe what it looks like? Okay, there's an angel with a plate of fish on one, one side, and the other side is a laurel. Laurel, like, like leaves. A laurel, yeah. Yes. That's how it is? Yes? Yeah, I mean, now's a good time for angels. So that, it's actually a very fitting kind of logo and, for and, right now. And even my mom, she gave us a chain with the angel for, ev for everybody, all the sun. We have, I don't have it now with me, but I have it in my house. She gave us a, a chain for our birthday. A big chain with an angel. 
to protect to protect you guys. It's like it's like she's like that's yes, that's and, and also for the for the business, you know. That's like who represents you, you know. What are you guys cooking today? Today we make a a seafood soup, uh, a chicken steak with some onions, rice, and uh, oh yes, and uh, a cheese soup with potato, some cheese, and some veggies. And uh, and a traditional juice we we have um, a juice called Quaker, Quaker, the oatmeal. We make the oatmeal. We cook. Uh, so we put some carrots, passion fruit. We boil. After that, uh, uh, <clears throat> we let it. We let it sit. We put the strainer, and it gets cold, and it's ready to to drink. What do you think your restaurant means to the Ecuadorian community in, in in your neighborhood? Is it is it a home away from home? Is it a kind of anchor? Is it a, is it a gathering spot? What do you want it to be for people as you go forward? It's like it's like uh, like a representation for for my country. Like yes, you can come here to gather for parties, like to come and taste uh, traditional food from Ecuador. Because people people are coming from Ecuador and they say. This food is so good. We not even have the same taste in our country, and everything's like fresh, even to, you know, like to cook. So we, like I said, we put a lot of effort, like in the recipes and ingredients, to make people happy, you know. And you guys have been delivering cocktails too, yeah? Yes. After after the uh, when when everything start um, happening, and when we heard when we heard the news, like. But uh, anybody can sell liquor, beer, drinks, whatever. So we start selling the, the six and ounce glass, the cups, for five dollars. Five dollars. Six and ounce before in the restaurant is a small, small portion. You pay like ten bucks, eight dollars. But right now we're doing five dollars, uh, sixteen ounce cup, and seven dollar cup, and people are, are getting something like this. What's the most popular cocktail? Uh, we have a mojito. Uh, we sell sangria. Do you feel like working with the, the delivery apps, like the Uber Eats and whoever's of the world? Do you do you feel like they take too much money, and you'd maybe want to do that internally in the future? Okay, I talk to anybody. I sit down with friends who has business, and I say, "Listen, for me, I think it's fair. It's fair because you're not putting your employee on risk. Let's say you have a guy in a bike riding a bike." He got hit by the car. He takes too long. That's that's money. Fifteen dollars an hour. That's money. Like he goes for delivery, one hour. Thirty minutes driving, thirty minutes to come back. That's that's one hour. So you have your food. Uber he comes, pick it up. That's it. They take thirty percent. That's it. You don't have to put your employee, and you know the food is that's it. After the, the the food comes out of the business, that's not your problem. That's over its problem, you know? It's a liability thing, yeah. For me, it's good. For me, it's good. Because there's money that you don't know if you're going to make it. Because there's people like two, three miles away that they start ordering, you know? They make the promotion. They have to social media, everything, you know? I think it's fair. Have you had time to talk to your brothers throughout all of this while they've been running their restaurants or thinking about what to do with, with the properties that they run? Okay, right now, uh, things got worse. Like... Uh, they they closed down because 
the employees got sick. I've been talking with the one in, in Florida. He's like, I told him, if you can handle, do it. If you think you can, just close. But yes, we've been talking, yes. So you're the only brother open right now? And in New York, yes. And in Florida, he, my Giovanni is still open, yes. He's open in Florida. Are there other places in your community in need that you're concerned about and, and want to help? Yes. Um, my doors are open for anybody. You know, I never close doors. There's, there's ladies that comes uh, like last year for uh, Thanksgiving. It's like, Javier, can you donate some food? We're going we're gonna to give some food out for the workers. I said, no problem. We, 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 we cook turkey. We make turkey. We make rice. We make salad. We gave like some meals for the people. Yes, I, I learned that. I learned that with my family. My dad, my dad, he always do that. Charities to the people who comes here, ask for food. We do. We do donate food. I think that one result of, of COVID nineteen is people are are not going to have jobs. There's going to be an increase in in hungry people, and I think the you know it, it it may fall on restaurants to help feed communities in in a bigger, broader way. Yes, yes. Like I said, I'm I'm here open to anybody, to any. Anybody has to help, yes. Javier and Arlene, our show is called Takeaway Only. I'm wondering what your big takeaway is from working through this time, the big lesson you've learned as, as a family, as restaurant workers, as people who anchor your community. So I think the biggest thing that we can, we can get from this is that um, first, uh, this was a very difficult situation, not just for us, but for many businesses in New York, because um, I think New York was the state that got hit, you know, the hardest in the United States. So I think uh, what we can get from this is that you have to keep pushing through. You know, if you believe in yourself, if you believe you can, you know, that you can keep going, um, nobody can test your limits as much as yourself. So even when things seem hard and when it seems like it's not going to work out, uh, you have to find like creative ways or um, a, a something, you know, something different to come out and to let yourself be noticed to the rest of the world. Like I said, around our neighborhood, not many people knew, knew about our restaurant. We recently had two years that we opened this location. And we have, uh, what helped us is that we have a lot of, a lot of experience in the, in the restaurant business. And, you know, people know the name Barzola. But around here, like if you go five blocks down, five blocks down, five blocks down, there was a lot of people that didn't know what, who Bardola was or what type of food that we sell. But because we were able to, you know, use social media to our advantage, use um, the, you know, basically the internet to our advantage, it's what really helped us through this pandemic. I'd love to hear the answer from your dad, too. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, my first lesson is like, like, when, when you do a business, you have to know from one to ten everything. You have to gain experience, and one of the lessons now is like, like you gotta, you gotta help people who needs, and it's it's very sad. Like I drive around street like. Not, not many people outside. Everybody's scared. Uh, I was trying to help people because I have a friend 
he's a doctor. When my, my employees got sick, I said, listen, can you get something for them? She's like, yes. He comes, brings to me, like, you gotta do charities, you know. Hey, Javier, how much are you? Nothing. My friend, how much are you? Nothing. He's like, you gotta give. You gotta give, you know. You gotta help, you gotta give hands. Same thing now. Anybody who, who are sick, you need medicine, I call my friend, help, 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 help everybody. You gotta help, you know. You gotta help, it's true. Javier and Arlene Barzola, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I love your story. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Absolutely. That was Javier and Arlene Barzola. You can follow their restaurant on Instagram at Barzola East Elmhurst, and you can visit them at 9520 Astoria Boulevard in Queens. Thank you so much for listening. Takeaway Only is produced by Casey Kahn, Rob Corso, and me, Howie Kahn, for Freetime Media. Our logo is by Reynold Philippe at Beepoles. Music by John Palmer. Special thanks to Kristen Millar, Antoine Ricardou, Raphael Weil, and to the whole team at Welcome. Check out their important community-building work at welcomeconference.org. We're back tomorrow. This is Takeaway Only.